When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Yo, it's your boy G-Money here. The G-Money takeover continues on Fantasy Football Diagnostics. We're going to go right into what's going on week nine, part two previews. Uh, If you didn't check out part one, go check that out. Uh, so we're going to get into the remaining five games, uh, you know, including Monday Night Football. Also, we're going to get into the starts of the week, me and John's. I still got John's information, even though he's not present with us. And also, we're going to get into, you know, the get money time. Just my lineup, you know, I told you I'm going to take that automatic dub this week. But I still got the blessings for the people out there as far as giving you an optimal lineup in FanDuel uh, specifically. Uh, but first, we're going to get into that week nine Thursday Night Football uh, the now 6-2 and two Green Bay Packers defeated the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. to 17. Uh, Wasn't really an entertaining game as far as, like, uh, no high scores and pretty competitive play. Uh, but for sure, for the, the Packers side, if you had some of these players in fantasy, you were very happy. Specifically, uh, Devontae Adams. This man, again, continues to be uh, the probably the best, you know, the best wide receiver in fantasy right now. Uh, 12 targets. Got the 10 receptions for 173 yards and a touchdown. Uh, first 40, you know, 49 yard play on the first drive for the Packers. Uh, so it just showed that it was going to be a good day. Uh, he scored on that drive. Devontae Adams is going to continue to keep balling out for the people. Uh, Aaron Jones got that game time decision, was able to play. So that was great news for uh, people that, you know, saw that news and started Aaron Jones. Because he was back to where he was, uh, you know, got the 20 total uh, opportunities, got the 15 carries, got five targets, uh, caught all five of those receptions. So he did get 20 touches as well. Uh, you know, did pretty well with the with the opportunity he had. Uh, I think, you know, King Speck always great days, especially with the opportunity that he's got. But he got the 58 yards carrying, uh, 21 yards. Didn't get you a touchdown, but, you know, he had a, a solid, you know, RB2 day. But uh, you can expect uh, more, op- more things from Aaron Jones. You know, the touchdown didn't come. But uh, in this offense, where Aaron Rodgers is able to get it to everyone, he can still get it to everyone. He'll be fine. Uh, as far as Aaron Rodgers, he played well, got the four touchdowns. Uh, though, you know, he's going to be a QB1 in this matchup. Um, continues to play well uh, when he's not getting pressure around him. He's going to continue to dice it up uh, to people like Devontae, people like Aaron Jones. And MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, if you finally decided to start this man, kudos to you because uh, it was definitely – uh, looking bleak, you know, every time he's been this number two receiver, number two receiver, he's had some boom days, but most of the days there are bust days. And uh, this today was one of the boom days. He got the four targets, got two receptions, but both of those receptions were touchdowns. So that was nice uh, for him. On the 49ers side, uh, really it was just Richie James and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, first, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, yeah, the this is probably more about Jermichael Hasey not getting the opportunity we thought <laughs> versus Jarek McKinnon who was getting a lot of that early down work, watching a lot of that game. Um, yeah, we, we said it on uh, the previews. This is Kyle Shanahan. You really never know. Uh, so John's apologies to the people out there for shouting out Jamichael Hasty at the start of the week. Um, but 
Uh, Jack McKinnon got the 12 carries. You know, he he also got the four targets for three receptions, and then he got that touchdown. Um, he ran pretty much well, you know, 4.3 uh, yards per carry. Uh, Jermichael Hasty only had four uh, carries, <laughs> only had the two receptions as well. Uh, ran for 0. 0.8 yards per carry, but, you know, he didn't really get any attempts. He didn't really get any opportunity, uh, which is pretty shocking, especially with the game script being, um, you know, pretty bad throughout the game for them. They really didn't switch to Hasty at all. Uh, so, that was very upsetting for uh, people that started Hasty. I was one that did it do did it in one of our leagues, me and John. But uh, I have McKinnon in some leagues as well. So I'm, you know, kind of happy about that. Uh, it's just up in the air with these two. Um, it's Kyle Shanahan. I really feel like he hates fantasy football. So he just does it for us, uh, you know, to, <clears throat> to stick it to us. Um, for Richie James as well, if he was a guy with a spot start um, that you were able to go pick up, that was awesome. Got 13 carries, 9 receptions for 184 yards. Got that touchdown as well. He balled out um, in, you know, place for basically everyone on that team that was hurt. You know, I think that Super Bowl lineup that we saw last year and none of them were there. Um, yeah, it's pretty much, it was crazy. So uh, after that, we're going to, you know, wrap up that Thursday night preview. You know, solid game for Packers fans uh, and Packers fantasy managers. Uh, and if you have Richie James. So <laughs> that was a good day. So now we're going to get right into, you know, the rest of the, the week five preview, uh, starting with week nine preview, excuse me, starting with the Las Vegas Raiders going against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders are four and three. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers are three and four. This game is e a 53 and a half point total. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are favored by one and a half. Uh, so for this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Chargers, I mean the Las Vegas Raiders to cover, and I'm taking the Raiders to also win. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I'm hoping so because, you know, both these defenses are struggling uh, as far as, you know, the secondary for the Chargers, you know, can give up some points uh, in the air. Uh, and their rush defenses in that, uh, you know, too impressive. And the Raiders side, their rush defenses, Swiss cheese, and their secondary Swiss cheese as well. So uh, I expect a, a good high-scoring game here, but uh, the Raiders are able to get it done. Ja, as far as injuries, Josh Jacobs, uh, his knee, you know, he had some you know, questionable coming to the week, but he's expected to play. Keenan Allen was dealing with a sore throat yesterday, tested negative last night, just got news that he also tested it negative today. So he will be there for you, uh, fantasy owners, I mean managers, because that would be you know, kind of scary. He was a 4-5 game, but he'll be there for you. Casey Hayward, you know, questionable coming, dealing with non-injury reasons. And Trobrain Pope is doubtful, dealing with a concussion. Uh, on the Raiders' side, I'm definitely looking at Derek Carr. Uh, in my stream of the week, he's going to do well. He's going to play well against this Chargers defense in a high-scoring game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think he's a solid RB2. Um, could have some RB1 upside if, you know, the Chargers are in positive game script. So, uh, definitely, if he's playing, you got to start him. Um, you're starting, you know, Hunter Renfo could be in a good spot here. But, I mean, he's one of those. If you're in a need for a receiver, go get him. He could, you know, have... Uh, wide receiver two, low and wide receiver two day, but consider mostly wide receiver three and flex. Uh, as far as the you know, receivers, main pass catcher is also always Darren Waller. You're always passing it to him, uh, so you're starting him for sure. Um, it's a matter of who's going to be that second complimentary receiver to Darren Waller. Uh, Hunter Renfro could score a touchdown. Henry Ruggs could score a touchdown. So it's just keeping an eye on all those guys. Uh, on the Chargers side, it's the Herb. You already know. Got to start Justin Herbert up. He's going to be, again, a QB1 in this matchup. Um, 
far as the running backs, you know, I'm with I'm planting my flag on Justin Jackson. I think he, you know, got the 20 touches last week over Joshua Kelly. They seem to be, you know, alternating weeks, but I think this is, you know, uh, Justin Jackson's backfield until Eckler comes back. So I will consider to start him as such in a very good matchup. I have him as a low end RB one in this guy in this matchup. Joshua Kelly, I think you start him as a flex option. Um, he he is getting the red zone opportunities when they're in there. Uh, Justin Jackson only got really one, so um, he could score a touchdown if if they're in that that opportunity. But the Herbert also could still touchdown too uh, around that area. Uh, as far as the receivers, of course, Keenan Allen. Um, Mike Williams, you could start him, I think, in this matchup for sure. Uh, but definitely not as a wide receiver one. And Mike Williams has that boom flex you want. Um, made some excellent catches uh, last week. So, yeah, that's it for that matchup. Moving on to the next game. Got the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 7-0 and undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, going against the 2-6 and Dallas Cowboys. Um, this game is a 13.5-point spread. Favorite to the Pittsburgh Steelers is the 41.5-point total uh in this game for his injuries the Steelers is cornerback my Hilton he's doubtful with the shoulder and you know defensive end Tyson Alulau is out with the knee uh and on the Cowboys side Zeke you know he has a good chance to play according to Ian Rappaport after a good workout yesterday with his hamstring uh defensive end Alden Smith is questionable with the knee uh so as far as the game I'm taking the under I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover and I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win. Yeah, this is going to be pretty bad. Um, as far as, you know, the Steelers side, Big Ben should kill. Um, this is definitely a, a good green spot for him as far as uh, his points per drop pack number. And the Dallas Cowboys giving up a lot of points per drop pack to the quarterback. So I think, you know, you could expect uh, a borderline QB one day for, for Big Ben. Um, but it could be a situation where when they get up, they're just going to pound the ball to James Conner. And James Conner is going to have so much opportunity in this one he's going to, to kill especially when they're up in a higher under spread so definitely play James Conner as RB1 um, and as his receivers um, really you want to say Deontay Johnson is going to continue to dog uh, is but can he finish with a game without getting an injury uh, those toughs when it's, I think it's even worse when you start the game and then get hurt thought the game it affects you maybe for a quarter but that's all I really need just a couple of drives where your production is capped right there um, but if he's playing, if he give you a full healthy Deontay Johnson, he's going to dog. Uh, Juju's in a good spot. All, all three receivers are in a good spot. Chase Claypool as well. Um, Dallas secondary is one of the worst in the league, if not the worst with Seattle. So uh, that's going to be that. Uh, so you, I guess you can start with three of these guys. Um, you know, Deontay can't even say he's the safest anymore because he's always getting <laughs> injured when he's in there. Uh, but if you want the highest upside, it's got to be Chase or, or Deontay. As far as the Cowboys, yeah, this is gonna be kind of ugly. It's gonna be pretty ugly. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as Zeke, he's gonna be able to play, but honestly, he is the only one I'm looking to play here. Uh, I would pretty much fade all these other quarterbacks um, and all these other players um, on this Dallas team uh, as far as the receivers, because yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty bad. Honestly, it, there's not much more we need to talk about on the Cowboys side. Let's just move right on. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Going against the Arizona Cardinals this game, you know Miami Dolphins are four and three. The Arizona Cardinals are five and two. The Arizona Cardinals are minus four uh, favorite, uh, forty-seven half point uh, over under. Uh, in this game, I'm taking the over, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins to cover, and I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals to win. As far as injuries on the Dolphins side, uh, Matt Breida, you know, we expect him to be uh, something that could you know be a spot start. You know, wow, 
Miles Gaskin is out, the gas man, but Matt Breed is out now, out now with the hamstring injury, so that's upsetting. Um, so now Jordan Howard and Patrick Layard are going to be the guys next guys to step up in that offense. On the Cardinals side, cornerback uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and running back Kenyon Drake, they are both out for this game. Um, as far as the analysis for this game, on the Dolphins side, uh, it was pretty ugly last week as far as with Tua. Um, you know, first game, so you, you know can't expect too much from him. But, you know, we, all these rookie quarterbacks coming in first game, they're blowing out the water. So uh, it's kind of not fair to, to rate Tua as such right, right away off the hip, hip surgery too. Uh, first game back. Uh, wasn't asked to do, do do a lot much either uh, with the, the defense of the Dolphins carrying them and special teams. So, I mean, this game, you know, I expect them to perform a little better. Uh, going against the Cardinals, uh, you know, will be more opportunity for his people. Uh, so I think, you know, too, it can be can do well. I'm not starting him at all. But, you know, as far as the other players, Devontae Parker, uh, maybe Preston Williams, and also, you know, the running backs, how, how is that really going to play out? Uh, Jordan Howard and Patrick Layard. I'm. I don't think I'm starting any of them. If you're really desperate, I mean, you know, running backs are a hot commodity right now. Um, the landscape is very scarce. Uh, maybe you have to start Jordan Howard as a uh, running back three or flex in some leagues. But um, if you can avoid it, try to. Uh, just I'm not sure what, what you're going to get out of him to start. Um, but uh, Patrick Layard, maybe he, you know, he he's going to be the th- third down back. Um, he could get some PPR value in deeper leagues. Um, as far as the receivers, uh, Devontae Parker is probably the only one I would play uh, as a wide receiver three until, you know, so you see more from Tua and Mike Gusecki, You're also forced to start him. Other than that one 20-point week, he hasn't been really doing much. He, you know, he had one other solid week, but uh, it's been a struggle for Mike Gusecki managers. I'm definitely one of them. Um, so I'm going to start him, but if you can get a guy like Logan Thomas out there, um, or, uh, you know, other people, I mean, maybe a hot, you know, stream of the week that we had, um, go get them and uh, start him. Um, because, you know, it's been a struggle for Michael Seki. Really, Logan Thomas is the only one I would go, go, go get, though. Uh, on the corner side, it's, you know, the big three. Now the new big three with Chase Edmonds as an RB1. It's you know, Kyler Murray as a QB1, and it's Devonta, you know, DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver one. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be nice uh, with Chase Edmonds leading this backfield until King Drake comes back. Uh, shout out to all those people that have him in your leagues. Start him up. Uh, on to the next one. Got the Saints. Got the Bucks. Man, this is going to be a great game. The five and two Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also five and two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are minus five and a half point favorites. It's a fifty three and a half point total. Oh man, it's going to be a great game. One, the return of AB. Two. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Come on, man. This is so many storylines we got going on right now. Chris Godwin uh, is expected to play now. So we got the early Sunday morning moves. As far as news, as far as injuries, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints should finally, finally be back. It's been a long time coming. Had the ankle, punching teammates. You know, I got the hamstring. You know, people call him a slam receiver. Man, my man, this man going to come back. According to Ian Rappaport, he's going to be back today, uh, tonight for this Sunday night game. Uh, this is a good Sunday night game, so we got it going on. Drew Brees, you know, who's always dealing with some, who's dealing with some injuries throughout the week, should also be back to play on the Buck side. Chris Godwin, he was listed as questionable with the finger injury, but he's also now expected to play. Uh, so yeah, it's, all the stars are here for this game. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Kamara, uh, Latavius Murray, everybody is gonna be here. So as far as the analysis on the Saints side, uh, oh, as far as what I'm taking, I'm taking the over in this game. I'm taking the Tampa Bay. Bucks. Actually, I'm taking the uh, Saints to cover now because 
you know, I thank all with all this news coming in. Uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty exciting competitive game, divisional battle. I'm taking the Saints to cover and I'm taking the Buccaneers to win. Um it's gonna be interesting. Drew Brees has got his main guy back, Michael Thomas. You are starting him as such. Uh, as a wide receiver one, I think, right away. I mean, he's got this very tough matchup uh, against this uh, secondary. He probably will get a lot of Carlton Davis. Um, but, yeah, I think you can trust Michael Thomas to at least give you a wide receiver two floor with that wide receiver two uh, one upside if, if he's going to be targeted as Michael Thomas was targeted last year, one of the top five guys um, and targets and receptions. Uh, as far as, you know, Kamar, you're starting him. Um, as such, you know, all the other receivers – Kind of gets that bumped down, except Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, actually, um, yeah, except Emmanuel Sanders, you're, you're playing him. But Traquan Smith, his value is really much shot. Jared Cook, though, he's a pass catcher that you can always trust in a good spot here against the Buccaneers. On the Buck side, um, on the Buck side, again, Tom Brady, he's going to kill. He's in a great spot here. I think he gives you a QB1 finish. Uh, points per drop back, Tom Brady's do, uh, doing pretty well on, and the Saints are giving up a bottom 10 in points per drop back, giving up to the quarterback's position. So this is a good green spot for him. Start Tom Brady up. As far as the running backs, you know, there's always confusion every week. Rojo now versus Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think you can start both as low end RB2s uh, in this one. Uh, the Saints, you know, uh, there will be opportunities. One of these guys, I think, is going to score a touchdown. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, as far as who's going to get the higher upside because one, Bruce Arians. Just creates so much variability as far as a head coach. And, uh, yeah, they're both pretty good running backs with, as a rusher. We know that Fernandez is the better pass catcher. So uh, the moment Ronald Jones drops the ball, it's, it's over for, for him. <laughs> uh, as far as the uh, wide receivers, this is always also confusing, especially with the addition of A.B. Chris Godwin's back. So it's Mike Evans. Uh, it's Chris Godwin. It's A.B. Um, Scotty Miller, I mean, you know, Scotty Miller's not an in play anymore. As far as, you know, the past catchers, though, Gronk, I think is still in play. You know, over the past three weeks, Gronk has been absolutely money. You know, averaging the 6.7 targets per game, getting 60 reception yards, and has a touchdown in three straight games. So he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, I think the chemistry is there with Gronk, I mean, with Tom Brady. So you're starting him as tight end one. The receivers, though, definitely the biggest question mark of today. Uh, who's going to lead in tar- as far as targets? Who's going to lead in target share? Um, yeah, I would say... Well, Mike Evans, first of all, is on Marshawn Lattimore. It seems like Marshawn Lattimore always has Mike Evans' number. Um, so he, I would bump him down as more of a low-end wide receiver, too. Uh, Godwin as well. I think all these guys, A and A, B. But uh, something about A, B, man, when he, you know, he, when he finds the field that one time with Tom Brady, you know, he was able to get into the end zone. And uh, it seemed like he was being forced the ball in times as A, B and Tom Brady have a good relationship uh, again, Tom Brady staying with, I mean, you know, A.B. staying up with uh, Tom Brady, uh, or I think probably got him a place when he got to, to Florida and to Tampa Bay. So uh, I think you can start all three of these guys if you have one of them, um, but I would temper expectations. Um, kind of more flex wide receiver, low and wide receiver two value. Uh, but in a high-scoring game, one of these guys is going to score a touchdown. Maybe one of these guys have a boom day and score two touchdowns as well. So they're both all three talented receivers. Uh, and as far as the Saints side, Drew Brees, again, got his main guy back. Again, Kamar is starting him. Uh, and yeah, so on to the next one. We got the Patriots, the 2-5 and five Patriots. Oh, man, Monday Night Football, first of all. This is this is what we got for Monday Night Football. Uh, against the 0-8 New York Jets. This is going to be bad <laughs> as far as the game, as far as, you know, 
pretty much as far as being competitiveness because still they are, the New York Jets are still in this game. So uh, the Patriots being two and five, they are still minus seven favorites. It's a forty-two and a half point total. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Patriots to cover. I'm taking the Patriots to win. Uh, you know, as, as far as injuries, the Pats. They usually put their entire team on this injury report, but it looks like <laughs> the only two that are really fantasy relevant, Stefan Gilmore on the defensive side, knee, he's questionable. And Damian Harris, he has the ankle. He was limited in a couple practices later in the week. But, uh, you know, there's no real alarming signs that Damian Harris isn't going to play in a pretty good spot here. On the Jets side, Sam Darnold, he's doubtful with the shoulder injury. He did not practice Saturday. And Jamison Crowder, he's questionable with the groin injury. Um, so... Yeah, as far as the Jets side, um, yeah. And now on the Pats side, now I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, really pretty much on the Jets, it's if Jameson Crowder plays, you're starting him, and that's about it. Uh, on the Pats side, though, Cam Newton should be able to dominate. Uh, I think, you know, they'll dominate time of possession. They'll dominate pretty much everything. The defense will as well. Uh, it's going to be Sam Darnold's not even playing, so it's going to be pretty bad if it's Joe Flacco again. If it's a Joe Flacco we got in that Miami game, it's going to be scary, real spooky. Um, so, sorry your Pats as far as Cam Newton and Damian Harris. I think those are the only two guys that can give you uh, ones at their week. You know, Cam Newton can give you a borderline QB1 performance uh, if he dominates all the touches and the yards. And Damian Harris, I think it can be a solid uh, borderline RB2 uh, with the carries, and it seems like when he gets uh, over 15 carries, he's going to get 100 yards rushing. And if he get that touchdown, that's an RB1 day. So uh, this would be a good, a good day for Damian Harris if he can start and play. Uh, and, yeah, that's for, for, as far as the matchups. Now we're going to go get into that starts of the week. Um, you know, far as far as the John side, uh, I told you Deshaun Watson on the last episode is going to be his quarterback start of the week. But other than that, Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville, uh, Jamichael Hasty, he did say he was a starter this week. He apologizes to the people out there. Uh, he's going to make it up by saying James Conner is his running back start of the week. Uh, you know, uh, going for the Sunday matchups versus Dallas. James Conner should dominate in this high, high game script game for him. Um, as far as, you know, they'll be favored by a lot. They'll be dominating time for possession and the ball. So James Conner is going to get the ball and get into the end zone. Tyler Lockett, his wide receiver start of the week is Tyler Lockett versus the Bills. Uh, his tight end start of the week is Jared Cook versus the Bucks. Uh, both those guys are also in great spots. Um, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, that was DK Metcalf week. So now it's Tyler Lockett week. <laughs> so it seems like they just alternate when they want to have boom weeks. Jared Cook, is, of course, um, Michael Thomas is his main, Drew Brees is his main pass catcher. But throughout the, all the year, it's really been Jared Cook other than Kamara while Michael Thomas is out. So keep starting Jared Cook as such. And now my starts of the week. At the quarterback position, I got Josh Allen versus Seattle. Uh, still top five in all the Russian metrics at the QB position. He's in a smash spot here in this juicy matchup, a potential shootout versus Seattle. who are bottom five against the quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, when I chose Calamari's quarterback start of the week, you know, because of that rushing, because of what he, provide, what he provides, uh, his rushing skills, he finished QB2 that week, um, had the 67 rushing yards and a touchdown. I think Josh Allen can give you those numbers there at the rushing floor. And you know it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know he's going to put it in the air to guys like Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley. So he's going to finish with a QB one day. But book it. Top five day probably for sure. Uh, as far as running backs, Justin Jackson. I'm going with, yeah, I'm, you know, could go with Dalvin Cook. Could go with James Robinson. Both those guys are in top five smash spot plays. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go a little, you know, uh, you know, uh, unconventional for the people and give you Justin Jackson. 
can't be just going chalk all the time. But, you know, I'm playing Dalvin Cook and James Robinson in some of my FanDuel lineups. So go ahead and do that. But uh, James Robinson is not as easy to call. So I'm going with him. 20 touches in week eight. Finally planting my flag on him, as I said, as the lead dog in his offense, as running backs uh, over Kelly. Until Eckler returns, of course. Uh, he's in a juicy spot versus uh, Las Vegas. Bottom five rush defense in a high-scoring game. Expect close to 20 touches again in a competitive game. So, yeah, start Justin Jackson up. As far as wide receiver, I said my quarterback started the week with Josh Allen. His main man that he's been throwing it to is Stephon Diggs versus Seattle. Really the main reason comes down to Quentin Dunbar, you know, giving up 23.7 fantasy points per game according to Roto Baller. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a really good smash spot for Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's going to be highly targeted in this one. Josh Allen might, you know, throw close to 30 to 40 times. So a lot of those targets are going to go to Diggs, then John Brown, then uh, Cole Beasley. It could be Cole Beasley after that. He's also in a good spot, but Diggs is going to kill in this matchup. So it should definitely start him up there. And for my tight end start of the week, I'm going with Noah Fant versus Atlanta. Uh, again, a potential shootout there. I expect Drew Locke to play well, and you know his number one target guy is Noah Fant. Got the nine targets last week. Got you a tight end one finish. Expect another one here uh, with some high tight end one, elite tight end one upside because this is the best spot for tight ends uh, going against Atlanta. So, yeah, expect a good, good spot for him, um, for Noah Fant, man. You know, my breakout tight end, he's been doing pretty well. Uh, so that's definitely dope. And now for the, you know, get money time, you already know it's time to show you and reveal my FanDuel lineup for this week that I'm going with against John. Um, you know, I have a couple other lines, but you know, this is my main one against Sean. You know, I got that dub last week, actually shout out to Dalvin cook. And you know why that's why I'm going to just do it again. I might as well keep hitting him again. Dalvin cook's going against Detroit. Uh, another, you know, one of the worst defense in uh, fantasy, uh, with green Bay with uh, Las Vegas, you know, uh, going against the rush defense. I'm taking Dalvin cook first at my running back position. He is 9,300. Um, as far as my quarterback, I'm going with Justin Herbert. He's 7,900 as my, you know, other running back two going with Justin Jackson. He's 5,900, so I had to slot him in there with the opportunity and how cheap he is in a great matchup. 5,900, Justin Jackson. I'm going with Keenan Allen as far as my wide receiver one at 7,500. And now I got that confidence he's going to be able to play because he got that negative test um, from the sore throat. My wide receiver two going with Will Fuller. He's 7,100. Uh, my wide receiver three, I'm taking a, you know, a gamble here, going with Deontay Johnson at 6,000. If he's able to play this full game, he could boom. So I'm, I'm going to take the risk there. Uh, at my tight end position, I'm taking Will Disley at 4,600. And, you know, I think he could be a sleeper this week uh, and he's real cheap. So I can squeeze in at my flex, James Robinson. Let's go. Another horrible defense. Houston is horrible rush defense uh, in fantasy. Uh, going with 7,300. Slot him in as my flex. And on my defense, I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals, you know, going against Tua. You know, that offense didn't really do much at all. I think Arizona's not going to kill you in this week at 4,300. Really, that was really to squeeze in both Dalvin Cook and James Robinson as my running backs. Again, got the Herbert at quarterback at 7,900. Dalvin Cook as my running back at 9,300. Justin Jackson, RB2, 5,900. Keenan Allen, 7,500 uh, as my wide receiver one. Will Fuller as my wide receiver two at 7,100. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver three at 6,000. Will Disley at 4,600 as my tight end. James Robinson at 7,300 as my flex. And the Arizona Cardinals at 4,300. Uh, sliding in as the defense. 
I really like this lineup a lot. I think if you build around this one, or you can build around another one where you're starting Derrick Henry, and uh, he's also in a great spot here, and Stephon Diggs and the Josh Allen game. So if you could attack that Seattle Bills game as well, that should be awesome. Um, and yeah, that's what I got for my get money time. That's all I got for my starts of the week. That's all I got for my you know week nine preview. Uh, the G Money Takeover is complete. Your boy John will be back uh, next week for you know all the week nine analysis and going into week ten, getting so close to the fantasy playoffs. Oh man, it's gonna be crazy down the stretch. We got to get these dubs, man. After this week, it's really you know four weeks: week 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, man. And, you know we, we got to carry you to get these dubs. I'm out here. I got to carry myself to get these dubs. So, I, you know, I'm invested in you, the people, as well to get these dubs. So, uh, shout out to next time. You know, we'll see you, me and John. And I'm out.